Hey y'all, it's Rob Williams. Welcome to Big Action Fridays with Innovate IPM. I'm so glad it is Friday. I'm sure you are too. Today we're going to talk about finding your one big thing. I have to make it a mission. I suffer from shiny object syndrome. I'm okay with admitting that because it's actually quite normal. A lot of us out there. There's a lot of us out there. And uh, if you don't know what that is, that means that you get distracted by new and interesting things all the time. And the problem with that is it takes away from the things that you should be working on. It minimizes your focus on the things that are matter the most, or it takes away from your ability to do things um, effectively. Ron Swanson, one of my favorite TV characters of all time, once said, don't half-ass two things when you can whole-ass one thing. That quote will go down forever as some of the wisest words ever spoken. But this is what we deal with. We live in a very distracting world now. But it's okay. It's absolutely normal. I'm normal. You're normal. We're all normal. I get very excited by new technologies that come out. And uh, those new technologies, I get carried away. I want to go buy books. I want to watch YouTube videos. I want to talk to people who do this. This is actually a pretty good skill for me, though, to be honest with you. Because being a podcast host, this kind of helps drive the content for the podcast. But I'm not only a podcast host, I've got a lot of other things to do too. And I have to be able to streamline and align myself so that I can get those things done so that I can be the best that I can be at what I do. I have to look at what I do on a daily basis. What are the daily activities that I go through to ensure that I'm reaching the goals in my life that I've set out for myself in business and in, in family and in my personal life. How do I keep those aligned? How do I not get distracted by the shiny objects that are all around me? One way to look at this is, is strictly by alignment. Are the things that I am doing aligned with who I am as a person. So if you've been listening to Big Action Fridays, part of what we talk about is being true to yourself and understanding who you are. What are your strengths and what are your limitations? How do you use your strengths and how do you use your limitations in order to align your life in such a way that you don't waste precious time and energy doing the wrong things for you. Or the opposite of that is going down the wrong path, leading to frustration, aggravation, perhaps even monetary problems, perhaps being in a toxic environment. These are the things we all want to avoid, correct? You want to avoid them at all costs. So what we're going to talk about is how to align yourself and your actions 
in such a way that you can minimize that frustration and those challenges. You probably won't get rid of all of them. Let's be honest, but we can minimize them to a great extent. So to think about this, to put this in a, a way that you can visualize and apply immediately to your life, we're going to use an, an idea. It's, uh, it's from a book called Good to Great. It's a business book, highly recommended. The author is a business writer uh, named Jim Collins. And Jim set out to do some research on what differentiates average businesses and failing businesses from those who are uh, extremely successful. One of the key points that they discovered in their research was that these businesses tended to do one thing exceptionally well. There's a lot of great points in that book about different things that contributed to the success of, of business. This is one. And what he called this was the hedgehog concept. So the idea here, uh, I think this was based on an old parable, an old story. And the story described the fox and the hedgehog. And the fox hunts the hedgehog. And the fox has uh, all of these tactics and he's cunning and he can sneak up on its prey and he can pounce its prey and he can do all these different things to catch its prey. But the hedgehog, the hedgehog had one trick up its sleeve to throw up its quills right? To throw its spikes out so that anytime it was in danger from the fox, the very skilled, multi-skilled fox, it didn't matter. Fox couldn't get it. Couldn't get it through the spikes on the hedgehog. So what the hedgehog had evolved to be was this one thing. The hedgehog wasn't fast, right? The hedgehog wasn't uh, sneaky, the hedgehog didn't have um, claws and teeth to defend itself. The hedgehog had one thing. It had spikes on its back. Simple enough, right? So how does this apply to, to business and how does it apply to career? Jim Collins says there's three elements that make up a hedgehog concept in terms of business. And... You can think of this probably most visually as uh, a three-circled Venn diagram. And in each one of these circles is one of these principles. The first one being passion. You must be passionate about this one thing in order for it to work. And in combination with that passion, it must be something that you can be the best at the best in your field. He says the best in the world, the best in your field. Um, you have the talent and the potential to reach that level of status. And then in the third circle, it is something that drives your economic engine. So that's the book's language. But in plain language, it's something that you can earn 
and income from. So those three things in combination on a Venn diagram overlap each other. And in that overlap, you will find your one big thing, your hedgehog concept. A few comments about these three things. So passion is one of these hotly debated ideas in in business. And rightfully so. If you listen to Mark Cuban talk, Mark says that uh, you shouldn't worry about your passions. You should just pursue a business that makes sense and is going to make you money. And that not all passions are going to earn you a living. And he's right. That's a very good point. But if you listen to Seth Godin, Seth Godin says you need to be passionate about it, uh, the things that you do, because business is hard. Life is hard. Careers are hard. And if you don't have a passion for what you're doing, at least a little bit, you're not going to get through the hard times. You're not going to be able to overcome and persevere through those hard times. And he's right. So for our purposes, let's think about how we gauge what passion means in this whole thing. If you have a passion for cross-stitching, okay? And if you're a cross-stitcher, I'm not bashing you at all. My wife's cross, just picked up cross-stitching. She loves it. But let's say you your passion, your, your deepest, heaviest passion is cross-stitching. <clears throat> if it doesn't overlap with the other two items in the hedgehog concept, right? Does it drive your economic engine? Can you be the best in the world at cross-stitching? Well, then it doesn't become your hedgehog concept. So even though you may be the most passionate about cross-stitching, it's still not going to be your one big thing. So maybe passion is important up to a point, right? And on the corollary of that, a complete lack of passion would also eliminate this thing from being your one big thing because obviously it doesn't exist. And I'll side with uh, anybody who agrees that that you need to have at least some some passion, some deep level of passion about it. The, uh, the second one, you must be able to be the best in the world at it. That's the language of the book. I would say the best in your field at it. And the way that I think about this is, is I think it comes down to abilities, talent, um, and then going, going with our theme of limitations, understanding our limitations, right? If, if I wanted to be an NBA basketball player, like the chances of that happening are nearly zero, probably just zero, right? Mostly because I didn't win the, the genetic lottery, but also because I just don't naturally have those kinds of talents. And plus, hey, I'm thinking about this at 41 years old. Right, Every NBA player in the league is retired by 40, 41 years old. So if I started thinking about this right now, obviously this is not a good fit for me. But what can I be the best in the world at, right? What can you be the best in the world at? What can you be the best in your field at? I've learned a long time ago that I can be the best in the field of projects. Project development, project management, project cost estimating, right? Those are things that I naturally have a talent for, that I have a passion for, 
and I can pursue. The third thing is what drives your economic engine. In other words, what can you make money at? And maybe this, maybe this is a, a way we can think about this too. What is your economic engine? That thing's probably all, you, you probably have an idea of what you need here. You need a Mack truck or do you need a, a Toyota Camry, right? If you're a minimalist, you probably need a Camry or maybe a bicycle. I don't know. But you got to think about how, what, what is your economic engine? What do you need in terms of money, right? What, what, what is your ideal lifestyle and what would it take to fund that lifestyle? And of course, think about other personal finance issues as well, savings and retirement and taking care of aging parents and children and whatnot. So think about what that is, right? If I go back to cross-stitching, I'm probably not going to make a ton of money being a cross-stitcher. Maybe I don't need a ton of money. Maybe you don't, right? Maybe you, you live a very minimal lifestyle. And obviously, if you live in, a, in, in the middle of Boston, Massachusetts versus somewhere in East Texas, you have very different needs financially. So define what your economic engine is and, and ask yourself, does this one thing, does this thing that I want to do, does it meet the needs of that economic engine? Does it meet my financial needs? And that's the entire concept. So think about how you can put that into practice. Think about how you can itemize the things that you're deeply interested in, that you're deeply passionate about, that you have a natural talent for, that puts you in a position where you can be the best in your field at it, and that provides you with enough income to um, live the lifestyle you want to live and prepare for um, the future, right? That's as simple as that. There's your big action this Friday. Uh, see you in a couple weeks and uh, hope that you found this useful. Be sure and go to iTunes and give us a like, rating, and review. Go to innovateipm.com and connect with me. I, I would love to talk to you. Uh, there's a way you can schedule a time on the uh, page that says strategy. And there's one, uh, there's a link on the front page. It says, let's work together. Click that. You can schedule a time to speak with me and we can talk about what you got going on in your, uh, your career and your business. I'd love to talk to you. If you're uh, interested in being a guest on the podcast, uh, be sure and do the same thing. So that's how you get a hold of me. If you want to talk over the phone or you can shoot me an email, you can contact me through the email list and that's it. Have a great Friday. Have a great next, uh, next week. We'll be seeing you next week with Sheree and Comron from the project control Academy and the project control summit coming up next or later this year in San Antonio. This, these two folks are doing some amazing things for the Project Controls community, and it's going to be a great conversation with them. So you want to tune in for that. All right. Bye now.